Welcome to the Wedding Digest by Wedbooker, the podcast that covers the exciting, challenging, and sometimes stressful aspects of planning a wedding, bringing you inspiration and advice from a wedding planner and other industry guests to help you save time, money, and your sanity. Brought to you by wedbooker.com, the place to book your dream wedding team with over 400 professional suppliers and venues at your fingertips. Hi guys, thanks for joining us for episode 10 of the Wedding Digest. We've reached double figures. Woohoo! <laughs> and we are super excited for this episode as we are joined by Miss Universe Australia 2017. I'm sure you've heard of this amazing woman before, Olivia Molly Rogers. Now, Olivia is a model, influencer, mental health advocate, speech pathologist. There's literally nothing this girl can't do and we absolutely love her. Oh, she is so gorgeous. And Olivia got engaged her boyfriend of two years, Justin McKeon, last year, while on the most beautiful European vacation. Olivia has booked her wedding in for October this year, but like so many other couples, has now had to make the heartbreaking decision to postpone her wedding due to COVID-19. Olivia does open up about making that tough call and also her wedding planning journey. So we really hope you enjoy this chat. The gorgeous Olivia Molly Rogers, thank you so much for joining us on the Wedding Digest. We, like so many, have been following your wedding planning journey so far on Instagram and we can't wait to find out more about it and, of course, all of your tips for our engaged couples as well. Thanks, guys. I'm so excited to chat to you. So I think we should start at the beginning with your love story. So where did it all start? How did you meet your amazing fiancé, Justin McKeon? <laughs> well, we met at an event and at that time I had sort of given up on dating. I'd had a few duds. Um, <laughs> and I was, just, I was, like, all. <laughs> yeah, I was in the sort of mindset where I'm like, oh, I'm never going to meet anyone good. Probably have to just settle for someone. <laughs> I was really not looking to meet anyone. I just went with a girlfriend to this um, yeah, daytime event in St Kilda. Literally the moment that I, that I walked in the door, this girl that I know came up to me. She's like, oh, you've got to come meet my friends. And she introduced me to Justin and he was there with two other mates. And we chatted a little bit and then I wandered off and we got our own drinks. And then the boys sort of followed us after a little while. They were like, oh, you look like you've lost your friends. And we were like, no, we haven't. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was just their way of sort of swooping in and thinking they were the heroes. Um, but then they, they just didn't leave us all day. And um, Justin and I were just chatting for the entire day and just got along really well. I thought he was really funny, thought he was pretty cute. And yeah, and we've just been together since that day. And this was all post Miss Universe Australia, wasn't it? Well, at the time I was still Miss Universe Australia. So it was just after the international final. And yeah, so I still had six months left of my reign, I guess you call it. But yeah, when we started talking, he didn't know that I was Miss Universe. And, and I liked that. Like, I think it took maybe two hours until someone said something. And then he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. But I was happy because I didn't want him to be talking to me for that reason. I was glad that he you know, we obviously were getting along regardless um, because I think that was one of the things when I was Miss Universe Australia, it was hard to figure out people's intentions, I suppose. So, so yeah, yeah. it was nice that he, he liked me for me and not for 
the the crown, the so title. to speak. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think of that, but I guess that would have been a struggle in that dating scene post Miss Universe. Yeah, it was that was tricky to navigate, and I think too some people are intimidated by it, but he wasn't, so that was good. So last year you had this amazing uh, trip around Europe, and then Jazzy proposed. Can you describe that magical moment? We we had planned this trip. Well, he had planned most of the trip. The night that he proposed to me, we were already two weeks into the trip and people had been saying the whole time, um, he's going to do it, he's going to pop the question. And we were sort of joking about it. Um, well, me not knowing that he had a ring the entire time. <laughs> um, he was really throwing me off. Sent, but, yeah, we'd walk past jewellery stores, like tiny little ones. I'd say, oh, you're going to get me a ring in there? Um, just sort of joking. <laughs> but he was like, you can get yourself a ring. And that was sort of the running thing for the first two weeks. And then, yeah, we were in Italy and we were staying in Ravello. I don't know if you've been to the Amalfi Coast, but it's kind of um, yeah, at the I have. top it's a little bit. Oh, isn't it? just so beautiful. I think it has to be one of my favorite places, even prior to the proposal. Um, (laughs) But it was just so beautiful. But we were staying up on a hill. So we had to scoot down to get a water taxi to then go to Positano. So he had said we were going to a really nice place for dinner. And so he told me to get a bit dressed up, but that was nothing unusual. Like we went to nice dinners throughout the trip. So I got dressed up, but he said to me, can you wear shoes other than Birkenstocks? And I didn't have, I, I was so offended. I was like, you know what's in my suitcase? I don't have nice shoes. Like we're traveling. I, yeah, I didn't bring any high heels or anything. And I was like, I don't know why he cares so much, but he, um, yeah, didn't want my Birkenstocks in the engagement photos apparently. But um, <laughs> so yeah, he had actually put the ring box in his jocks because I got on the scooter behind him and if it had been in his pocket, I would have noticed it. So he hid it in the front of his pants. And and it's a big box. Like I don't know how he was walking like a normal person. Like he (laughs) it would have been so uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) So he'd been very sneaky. We got on the water taxi and when we were getting off, he rushed to the toilet. And that's when he took the ring out and put it in his back pocket. And then we stepped down onto the beach at Positano. And that view there is just incredible, as I'm sure you've seen, yeah, uh, with all the buildings on the hill. So we thought we'd get a photo on the beach. And he said, oh, I'll, I'll go over to these randoms and ask them to take a picture. So he grabbed my camera and my phone. He told these people that um, he was about to propose. And he said, can you film it and take photos? So these random Americans. I heard one of them squeal and I just thought she was concerned. Um, <laughs> super then, excited about taking the yeah, photo. <laughs> really fun. But yeah, he told me to take my sunnies off and I took them off and then he he said he had planned all these words and they sort of just went out of his head in the moment. Oh, God. So he, didn't really, he didn't really say that much, but he started getting down on one knee and I was like, what is going on? Oh, I was just so shocked. I honestly, I think I swore. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> I said fuck off because I, like, <laughs> I thought it was a joke because I was just I really wasn't expecting it but it was the best surprise ever amazing and the photo you're talking about um I have seen it on in, your Instagram so if anyone listening hasn't seen it do check out Olivia's Instagram Olivia Molly Rogers and you'll see the exact moment that you're talking about that. <laughs> and his face is pretty funny too he, he hates <laughs> the photos if you zoom in on his face make sure you do that um <laughs> <laughs> screenshot it as well his eyebrows are like really high 
off and he looks really excited. It's cute, but he doesn't like it. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. It's natural reaction. We love that. Okay, so that was last year. And since then, you've been busy planning a wedding and you've been quite open about that on Instagram, which we've loved. Now you originally locked in your wedding date for October, but just last week you made the tough decision to postpone it to your backup date in February, obviously due to COVID and the restrictions. How difficult was that decision to make for you? What was it that eventually made you decide to make the call? It was a really hard decision. I think um, it's something that's been in the back of my mind since March because Justin said to me, it was on my birthday, he was like, I think maybe we might have to think about like a backup plan for the wedding. And I was like, don't be ridiculous. Like it's not till October. And, you know, I think then we didn't really know. I mean, we still don't even know what's going to happen with coronavirus. But back then I was like, surely it'll be fine. Like it'll be a few months and then we'll get over it. I didn't think it would be as drastic as it has been. But yeah, so it's been in the back of my mind, but something that I didn't really want to confront. And then as we've gotten closer and closer, it's something that I've been like, okay, I need to at least put this backup plan in place so that if we do need to cancel, then I'm not left hanging without any plans. So yeah, I I started, you know, we, we started by contacting the venue and said, you know, what dates do you have available? They didn't have many, they didn't have any in November or December. But in saying that, I feel like postponing by like a month or two is probably not the best idea anyway, because who knows if the restrictions will even change then. So yeah, so I think four months out seems like a reasonable amount of time. So we just penciled in a date with them. And then I let my suppliers know that, you know, it was a a maybe that we would postpone. And then, yeah, there was a a weekend here in Victoria where there's been a rise in cases and and restrictions have sort of come back in place. So we're just like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're coming closer and closer to the wedding and it's just too risky. So we made the call and you know, there were no tears. I feel like I felt more relieved than I did um, anything else. So I think it was definitely the right decision. With Yeah. So as you just said, now you've made that decision and this might help any couples that are listening. You did feel a sense of relief? Yeah, definitely. I think that was my first feeling. Like I, my maid of honor actually lives with me and we um, had been chatting about it a little bit. And I just had this wave where I was like, I need to just postpone. So I walked into her bedroom and I was like, we're postponing. She was like, whoa. She like sat straight And yeah, like within an hour, I just had made the decision and got my wedding list, got all the emails sorted and just emailed everyone and said, this is what we're doing. Emailed all the suppliers. It was an instant relief. I think, you know, yeah. def- definitely a bit of sadness as well because that date was really sentimental. Like the 17th of October is my grandparents' wedding date and they both have passed away. And I, yeah, I just loved the idea of getting married on that date. And they were such good couples. So I feel like, I felt like it was, um, it was a good omen, but, um, but yeah, yeah I mean, you can't get everything you want. And look, you could probably still have a really cute you know, little mini celebration on that would have been wedding date as well. I know a few couples are doing yeah. that. Go have a dinner together. Maybe, you know, if you will. live with your bridesmaid, have a bit of fun, make a bit of a night yeah. of it. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll um, have fun on that day. So it's not all doom and gloom and, and sadness because um, it will be, yeah, it's sad. And it, and it's also, you know, we've been waiting. We booked our wedding back in July last year. So we've been counting down for a while now. So to go from, you know, four months out to suddenly another eight months, it's it's annoying. But 
you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And I think overall, like you just feel so much more comfortable as, as would you guess. So, so you mentioned that you've got 170 guests coming. So it is a big wedding and a few of those from overseas as well, including one of your bridesmaids. So I guess they would have been relieved with the date change as well, because now it looks more likely that they can make the February date. Yeah, definitely. My my bridesmaid from London, she didn't want to say too much because um, she didn't want to stress me out more than I was. Um, but yeah, she was feeling really apprehensive. She was like, it's not going to, it's not going to work. She's a lawyer and, you know, to be quarantining two weeks before the wedding and then two weeks after the wedding. And she would want to be here for like a week. So that's five weeks away from her job. She just couldn't do that. So yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So, you know, she had said to me, oh, I don't know if we should get a, a bridesmaid's dress for me. And I was like, oh, my God. But then it was, yeah, it was, I just sort of, sort of had to face the music and be like, okay, mm. you know, it was, it was easier for a while to bury my head in the sand. But I think, um, yeah, you've got to just realize what's going on and, and make some tough decisions. And I contacted the suppliers before I told our guests because, if some of my suppliers couldn't do it, I had really considered finding another date and I didn't want to do that. But I planning a second date and then having to find suppliers for that new date, like all different suppliers would have felt like replanning the entire wedding. hundred percent. And the thought of that was just exhausting and depressing. And also, you know, so many logistical things like we've paid deposits for all of our suppliers. So to then like, do we get it back? Like I just didn't know how to navigate that. So I was stressing at the thought of not getting my suppliers, but they've all been incredible um, and really understanding. And yeah, they've all just shifted the date with us. So we're very lucky. Yeah, I feel like it was all meant to be and it all has worked out. What date in Feb is it? It's the 20th of Feb. Oh, see, that's got a nice ring to that. I love that. 20th of Feb. 20th of the 2nd, 2021. Lots of twos. Now, also another positive about moving your wedding date to Feb is that it's less likely to rain, which was one of your fears because you have planned something quite special for your ceremony, which can only happen outside. That's correct. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And that's one of those things too. I was really scared that I wouldn't be able to have that, you know, if they weren't available, but they are. So that's a relief. But yeah, hopefully the weather will be better. It's much better in February here than it is in October. So yeah, fingers crossed that we won't have to worry about that. I think um, more than anything, we might have to worry about some heat. So mum mm. suggested maybe we get some fans, you know, the little fans that spread out. Yeah, gorgeous. Maybe, maybe I, get those. I think that that might be necessary so that our guests aren't sweating their faces off in the, yeah. in the <laughs> So you're obviously from Adelaide and Jazzy is from Perth, but you guys decided to get married in Melbourne where you're currently living together. Can you tell us about your decision behind that? You know, we met here in Melbourne and we don't see ourselves moving away from Melbourne. So it made sense to us that, you know, Melbourne's the place that we both call home. And we thought it would be a nice sort of neutral spot to bring our family and friends together because I think if I went to Adelaide, it would be a little bit more biased to me. And if we went to Perth, it would be a little bit more that, you know, Juzzy's way. So I think, yeah, having it in Melbourne was a little bit more neutral and feels like we're sort of, you know, kickstarting our life. I mean, we already have, but you know what I mean? Starting our life, the next chapter together in the place that we want to stay. But then I guess most importantly, as you said, your chosen venue was still available in February. Yes. So we are getting married at Torinda Estate, the Bellarine <gasps> Peninsula. It's opposite Jackrabbit and everybody knows Jackrabbit, but I've found that when I'm talking about Torinda, not as many people know it. And I kind of like that. Like I like that it's 
a little bit more of a hidden gem. But those that know it love it. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's a beautiful spot. The venue is such a big part of our decision. So as long as they were available, we, we had to pencil that one in. Okay, so let's talk about um, the, the planning side of things. So Jazzy, um, your fiancé, you mentioned he works in finance. Um, so has he had much influence or input into the wedding planning itself? Uh, he did make a budget spreadsheet. Good boy. <laughs> um, I prefer not to look at because seeing the numbers all written down like that is quite overwhelming. Um, I don't do. But yeah, that was probably his biggest contribution, to be honest. He said to me, you know, I, I put in all the effort for the engagement. Now the wedding's up to you. I was like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I, I've never done this before, so we're just winging it. But um, he's been a bit of a yes man, I would say. He probably wouldn't like me saying that. But he does have really same, really similar taste. And, um, you know, we both want it to be a really fun party kind of experience towards the end of it and we find the same aspects of a wedding important so yeah he's just been very easy which is awesome for me so then if Jazzy's taking a little bit of a back seat with all the planning which sounds amazing for you how would you describe yourself as a bride I think probably chilled I like I've been pretty organized so that I can be chilled. So I think, you know, making decisions early on uh, was really important to me because I didn't want the wedding to be a stressful thing. Um, I wanted to be able to enjoy the process. And Mm -hmm. I think part of that is that I am also quite decisive. So making decisions wasn't that difficult for me. I really know what I like. I think that's where some brides get really overwhelmed and stressed. There's just so many things on offer. So it can be hard to narrow it down. I really know what I like in terms of style. and So if you found yeah. all those styling elements um, a bit of fun and not too hard, and I know you said you have actually enlisted the help of a stylist, yeah. what have been the most challenging parts of the wedding for you? Coronavirus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Honestly, like, it really I, puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, just trying to nav- navigate those sorts of things and none of that would be happening if it wasn't for coronavirus so I think the wedding aside from that has just been fun and I've just been so excited about it the stylist that I got on board I've worked with for years so party with Lenzo they they are absolutely amazing and the woman who owns it Eleni Pierce is um, originally from Adelaide as well so that's how we met and that's how she first sort of got me on board basically they're party stylists so they years ago styled something that was it was meant to be my 30th birthday. I was actually 24 at the time. No, maybe 23. I was kind of offended that I was <laughs> being I aged. Was to be 30. I know. Um, now we're almost there. But yes, I've shot with them so many times and I've just always loved their style. And I said to them, whenever I get married, whoever I get married to, I want you guys to be part of that. So yeah, so it's awesome that now down the track that's um, come together and they've just been amazing and you know, getting all of the little things organized. So the the table napkins and the things that, you know, there are so many little details that are actually quite important, but they may not cross your mind. So I think having a stylist to yeah. organize all of that has just taken, taken the pressure off and, um, and I trust them completely that they will be picking beautiful things. So then what about your glam squad for the day? How did you go about choosing them? Well, that was... I guess I don't want to say it was easy because there I've worked with so many amazing hairstylists and makeup artists over the years with modeling and Miss Universe and my hairdresser I've been working with for years now. So she was 
an instant decision. Um, and she, she's so cute. <laughs> she was so <laughs> excited when I asked her, like I text her and then she replied in all capitals, just freaking out. So she was so, <laughs> happy. so her name's Kate and she owns a salon called HBK and co hairdressing. Um, yeah. and yeah, they're just amazing. My makeup artist is Nicole, who I've been working with for ages as well. I'm really excited <laughs> to work with Nicole. So I'm lucky that I that I do know a lot of talented makeup artists. Speaking of super talented people, um, you are one of those people. You have so many incredible talents yourself. Um, oh, and nice. one of those is um, you're super artistic. And we've seen on your Instagram, uh, you do some incredible paintings and drawings. You. So you obviously have an amazing creative eye. So will you be having any artistic input into your wedding day, for example, like doing table charts or invitations or place cards or? I don't know. I Maybe um, invitations, but I don't know. I haven't. I haven't completely decided on that. I think that's something that we'll play around with a little bit closer to the wedding. I've got a meeting coming up with my florist, Lucy. Shout out to her. She's amazing. Her Instagram handle is Lulu underscore bird. She is just incredible. And I worked with her years ago, thanks to Party with Lenzo. So we did a shoot together and she designed this incredible flower crown for me as part of that shoot. And on that day too, I said to her, whenever I get married, I'm, I'm using you. So I was lucky that she was available. <laughs> Sounds like I sort of predicted things well before I even met the person I was going to marry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she is, she has an amazing creative eye and so do the girls from Party with Lenzo. So I think together we've worked really collaboratively and came up with a mood board um, together too. So with all the tones that I like and I guess in a way, it's kind of in line with the work that I do, but, but yeah, everyone will have to wait and see all of that. Have you guys, have you, you know, thought about what you want in terms of flower arrangements or like in terms of, you know, those really explosive flower moments? Yeah, there'll be definitely be a bit of that. I don't want to give too much away when it comes to the, (laughs) the arrangements, but I'm really excited. Lucy is very creative. Um, and I love flowers. So flowers will definitely be a, a big part of our day. I also won't say too much on this, but there'll be a bit of preserve, preserved flowers, which I'm really into. Yeah, um, oh, beautiful. So, yeah, they will be involved too. Your chosen designer yeah. is um, Marquise Bridal. I'd love to know how you actually went about finding your wedding dress did you know what you wanted and did you go with that or did you go in there with a vision and then pick pick something completely unusual I feel like I so I've searched photos from I think the day after we got engaged um we were just lying (laughs) on the beach in Italy and I was scrolling through Instagram and Pinterest and just saving a million pictures um (laughs) and in those my style was all over the place like I loved um super flowy dresses and then I'd see pictures of really structured dresses and I loved those too and I loved sleeves and then I loved no sleeves and you know I was saving literally just every pretty dress I could find um so I feel like I was quite open to a lot of different styles which is probably not that helpful because then when (laughs) I went to the um to my first fitting I just I wanted to try on everything but I think that's a really important part of the process to to be open-minded and to just try on lots of things because you never know how you're going to feel in a dress until you put it on in saying that I'm having mine custom made so I tried on quite a lot but um, Megan my dressmaker is just amazing and she is yeah custom designing one for me that Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of say in so yeah it's been quite a collaborative process 
Um, we bought oh. the fabric the other day, so I'm super excited about that. Um, oh, amazing. It's quite different. So do you think we will be surprised with your final choice? Um, I hope so. I think so. I feel like it's very me, but also yeah. even when I showed some of my bridesmaids, they were like, oh, it's very you but not what I pictured. So I think that's a good thing. Well, you're hard because you look so good in everything that you oh could God, pull off so anything. Nice. So therefore, <laughs> it is no. quite hard to choose. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, it is such a big decision. It's such a big part of the day and it's such a personal thing too, you know. Like I think being in the public eye, a lot of people have asked if I, you know, if I'm worried about it and worried about what people will say and how they'll judge what I'm wearing. But as long as I feel comfortable, comfortable in what I'm wearing, I don't think it matters at all. So what did you decide? Because we did see that post, um, whether you opt for a party dress as well as your um, ceremony dress too. So have you made up your mind? Will you go for one no. or two? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, everyone's sort of pushing me in different directions. My mum has said, you know, stay in your dress because it's the only time you're wearing it. You want to wear it the whole day. But then my dressmaker has said, why don't you decide when we have uh, the next fitting so I can feel the weight of the dress and how I move in the dress and and if I think I won't be able to boogie then I've got to have a second one um, <laughs> yeah. because there will definitely be some dancing uh, later on in the night and I don't want to be restricted. The decision will come down to that. So what about um, your tips for brides who are listening? How do you know when you found the one? I think it's you've got to go with your gut. For me like after I decided on the one that I really wanted. I was still looking at a lot of bridal magazines and, um, you know, photos on on Instagram and Pinterest, but I'd look at those and I loved them, but I always went back to the one that I, that I chose. And I think that's when, you know, if you're still looking at a whole uh, like other range of dresses and you're still certain on yours, then that's the one. But if you still feel really unsure, then maybe it's not the one. I, my advice would be to all women to make sure you try on fitted dresses because I think they can be really daunting for people if you don't usually wear something fitted. But I think they look amazing on so many people. Mm. Um, and a friend of mine who thought she would never wear a fitted dress ended up in a fitted dress. She's quite curvy and she was so scared to try one on, but the dressmaker got her to try it on and she loved herself sick in it. So I think yeah. you just, yeah, you've got to be open-minded and try things that you wouldn't normally try. What about dress code then for your guests? It's always a tricky one. Ali and I had this conversation before even, you know, putting a dress code on an invitation, but it is important to give your guests some sort yeah. of guidance. Um, have you guys given a style or a theme for your guests? Uh, we're going to go with black tie. Um, yeah, I I think there's actually not that many events now where everyone gets to get really dressed up and so many weddings these days are quite casual. I think it's a good excuse for everyone yeah. to go all out and get a little bit fancy. It's your venue as well. That's so perfect. Yeah, and I think it suits yeah, the style of the wedding and everything. So um, I'm excited about that. And I also, like, I love colour, so I would never tell my guests to to wear a certain colour palette. Um, I know a lot of people are doing that now. I love the look of wedding photos when everyone's wearing completely different things and, you know, your friends stand out in what they were wearing on the day. So I think to look back and to recognise people in their outfits and things and spot them in the distance in the photos, you know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. yeah. You've obviously been to so many amazing events in your opinion, what would you suggest to any couples listening are the top three things that make an event amazing or in this case, a wedding amazing? Uh, Justin and I spoke about this uh, because I think we're in the same, we're on the same page with this. 
you've got to have great food and drinks. Mm. Always. Um, there's nothing nothing worse than going to an event and being starving or, yeah. you know, having a dinner and then feeling like you haven't had enough food or you're getting thirsty. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that, so that is very important for us. Entertainment. It's yes. got to be fun, got to be good music. So music has been a big part of our planning. Um, we've got some amazing people involved with that and you've got to have good people. So the guest list is super important. Yeah, so which is why our wedding is, you know, 170 people because <laughs> we, yeah, we have big families and we love a lot of people. So we're excited to have a big list. I love a big wedding. We we had 170 at ours as well. And it's just, awesome. and the whole room is just filled with love. Like it's just oh, it's such an incredible yeah. feeling. Oh, I'm so excited about that. So in terms of food then, what did you opt for? We're doing shared plates. I think now, you know, so many people have different preferences. And, and I think when you're given a set meal, you know, some people are left hungry and then some people don't touch half the plate. So I think with a shared plate, the beauty of it is that people can eat as much or as little as they like. And I feel like there's less wastage and... Um, there's more choice. So yeah, I think shared plates is the way to go. You mentioned that music was a big thing for you guys. Like what, have you decided on something quite different for your entertainment? I have a beautiful singer, Emanuela, who is going to sing me down the aisle and she'll be part of the the beginning. Yeah. Like the ceremony and then the canapes. There's a beautiful area at Turinda where everyone will be standing outside and yeah, she'll be singing during that, which would be awesome because that'll be when Justin and I are off having our photos taken and all of that. But yeah, then we've got a, an awesome sax player later in the night and a DJ and such um, a good um, idea. Yeah. A saxophone player yeah. it brings the dance floor to life. Yeah. He is just awesome. Shout out to Ash. He's just <laughs> The coolest guy. He's so good at sax, which I think is one of the coolest instruments. It is. But also he wears the best clothes. Like he's always dressed in really cool suits and hats and he's got this long curly hair and he's just such a cool dude. So uh, yeah, we're really pumped to have him playing. And he always like really boogies when he's playing. So I feel like he'll get everyone up on the dance floor, which would be really good. And what about um, special moments in your wedding? What are you most looking forward to? I'm really excited for... The moment that I get to the the beginning of the aisle um, and see everyone's faces and see Justin at the end, like I I have pictured that moment and I can't wait. Like I feel like that'll just be oh, it'll probably make me super emotional. <laughs> um, but I'm so it's like a heart explosion moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like I feel that when I go to every wedding I go to, Justin and I went to his cousin's wedding and. I hadn't met her before. I'd met his cousin, which is which was the groom, but I hadn't met the bride before. And she got there at the end of the aisle, like ready to go, and I started crying. Justin's like, you oh. don't even know her. Like <laughs> 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 that, that moment is just so emotional and beautiful. And you know, when the music starts, and oh, I love it. So I'm excited for that. And also oh. nervous because I don't want to completely destroy my makeup with, with my tears. <laughs> um, Fake eyelashes. But, <laughs> I, know, I can't. I'm going to um, get my makeup artist to hang around, I think. Um, yeah. I'm excited for the first dance. Yeah, we, we still need to do a bit of um, rehearsing for that, I think, because neither of us are that great at dancing. So. <laughs> and the moment that we say I do... I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, such a big moment. It's always so special. Yeah. You, did, you did mention that there's something special that you're um, planning for the ceremony, which is why you want it outside. Can you give us any hints what that might be? Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a, a structure. 
Oh, oh. amazing. (laughs) I haven't seen anyone else do it. So yeah, so I'm excited. On that note, are you planning on changing your surname as well when you get married? Yeah, I, I, I will be. Um, Justin's mum cried when I told her she was so happy. I think she, she didn't that I would um because obviously you know your name is such a big part of you but yeah and it's your brand really yeah I think you know I'll always still be known as mainly Olivia Molly a lot of people just call me Olivia Molly so the last name's not always in the picture but Olivia Molly McKeon I think it sounds pretty cool it's got a good ring Um, to it so cool (laughs) yeah and I think you know my parents split up when I was quite young and so people still called my mum Mrs. Rogers for years and she's not. So we ha- having different last names to my mum. I don't know. I, I think I'm a bit traditional with that. I, I want my kids to have to have the same last names as both of us. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm yeah. Change really it. special. Oh, I think that's beautiful. On right. kids, how soon are you guys thinking about having a family? Oh, I am, like, outrageously clucky. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, with my speech, uh, my, my job as a speech pathologist, I work with a lot of toddlers and I just love them so much. Um, oh. But I've, you know, I've loved kids since I was a kid. I've just always been obsessed with kids. So I, yeah, it's definitely uh, in the near future, I think, and I hope. Amazing. Oh, how exciting. You're going to have some beautiful children between the two oh, of you. My God. <laughs> Last question for you. What would be your top tips for any brides or couples that are listening at the moment that are just starting out on their wedding planning journey? Um, I think to really communicate with each other and make sure that you both know what's important to you. I think it would be really like I've been, like I said, really lucky that Justin and I are on the same page with pretty much everything. So I think communicating what is really essential to making your day special for you and making sure that you can um, compromise on certain things to make it work. Um, and then just enjoy it. Like it's, it should be a fun thing. It's meant to be such an exciting, amazing day. So don't get too caught up in the small things. Um, I just think enjoy the process and make it about you. Yeah. Just, I I think as well, like, you know, everyone has their opinions and a lot of the family can get, try to get too involved and tell you what to do and that (laughs) sort of thing. But just, I think, try to block out that noise and focus on what the two of you want because that's the most important part. Yeah, oh, definitely. such good advice. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wedding Digest. We can't thank you enough. Okay. You've been so generous with your time and also insights to your wedding, which just sounds like it's going to be magic. Thanks, guys. I can't wait either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, I hope you loved our chat with Olivia. Also, guys, don't forget to jump on over to wedbooker.com and check out our wedding packages there. You'll also find some options to get some expert advice from our very own wedding planner, Ali. And we're giving you guys a 10% discount off all our wedding packages. Just use the code word WEDPOD. And then next week, we'll be back in your ears for episode 11. In this episode, we chat with one of our favorite suppliers. And of course, as always, we will talk through some amazing wedding tips and tricks. See you then guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Wedding Digest podcast brought to you by Wedbooker. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and let us know what you think by leaving a review. You can also find us on the gram at Wedbooker to start planning your dream wedding or for one-on-one wedding advice from Ali, head to wedbooker.com where you'll also find show notes, and more info on any of our amazing guests and suppliers.